Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. This is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and uh, listening to the Two Broke Watch Knobs. I don't know what episode we're on because I've lost count, but I probably should stop counting the episodes. What do you episode think? Four. Episode, episode four. Episode four. My God. You know, yeah. they told me uh, they told me would, we wouldn't make it this far. I don't know who they are, but they, they were pretty adamant. They sent me mail. They threw rocks in my windows. And they said, you're not going to make it to episode four. But you know what? Cynics, here we are, dude. For episode so four. You're, you're not, are you still getting the hate? hate notes on your car every morning oh yeah every morning every morning <laughs> go home go back to your country what's a watch the normal you know the, the, the you know the normal ones but um what are we what are we talking about today are we talking are, are, we, are we talking about feelings today can, can we talk about feelings we might be talking about some feelings um we're talking about watches we're talking uh, about watches that, you know that that may be very dear to us okay uh, that belong to belong to family members i guess family family heirloom watches family kind of watch family watches, watches. yeah yeah w- watches we grew up with um you know that maybe uh in some way we might not have known it at the time but maybe these are the watches that turned us uh into watch geeks i don't know it's well it's interesting because i never really associated my dad's watch with like something that was collectible or of a certain brand what i always associated my dad's watch with was part of his coming home routine um so my dad worked pretty late hours my dad's a doctor uh and so when he would come home he had a routine he would uh he would get out of his car he would walk in he would put his keys down in this bowl he would take his wallet out put his wallet down and then he would undo his watch and then put his watch next to his wallet and then when the watch came off Dad was home. Daddy was home. You know what I'm saying? That nice. way, the next morning, uh, he would wake up. He would do he'd do the whole dress thing. He would drink coffee, blah, blah, blah. He was home. He was home. But the second, that next morning, he picked up his keys. He put his wallet in his pocket, and he put his watch in his arm. Dad was not home. You know what I'm saying? So that <laughs> was like my earliest memory of, um, of uh I guess a watch in the family. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say what watch it was. It is. Uh, I don't know the reference number because I'm not super up on Rolexes, but I know it got it in the '80s. It is a Rolex Datejust two-tone white dial Roman numeral, and it is one of the more like dressier ones. Um, yeah. Which is funny because recently, you know, when I say recently, I mean like you know a year ago because I have no concept of time. Uh, I was talking to my dad, and I'm like, I'm like, this is after I started getting into watches a little bit, and I'm like, oh, dad, you know, what, what made you want to get, you know, uh, uh, the the Rolex? Because, um, you know, I realized that Rolex, ooh, you know, that the the big fucking deal. And uh, and he leans in close and he goes, you know, why I bought this Rolex? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why why why'd you? And we're, we're whispering, you know, why why? I think we were at Cheesecake Factory. Why why did you <laughs> why did you buy this Rolex? And he goes, it's really loud there. How is he whispering? You know how it is. You're in a booth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay. And he goes, and he goes. You know why I bought this watch? Why why'd you buy this watch? He goes, because James Bond wore Rolex. And like, I thought about that later that night, and I'm like, dude, James Bond did not wear that fucking Rolex. Okay. <laughs> 
James well, Bond did not wear two-tone gold fucking Rolex date just. Just say. Well, some the marketing got to him somehow. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's cool. So he um so as long as you can remember he he's had that um that watch and was was that did he kind of I think you mentioned it before. Did you kind of, did he kind of mark some kind of professional milestone? Um yeah, that was um, – so this is something I think that a lot of collectors our age um, sort of always romanticize and fantasize about because there's a bridge between there's – a, there's, a, there's a line, rather, between collecting because of interest and then purchasing a watch to mark a special occasion. I think a lot of collectors really want to try and recreate that sort of organic occasion memorial thing that our parents did by really wanting to buy a certain watch, but it just it just never feels right. So my dad bought that Rolex um, when he moved down to Fort Lauderdale from Brooklyn. Uh, originally, my dad was a overnight ER surgeon in Brooklyn uh, just during the late 70s and early 80s, and all he saw was just, you know, violence and gang violence. Like, it was a, it, it was, it was a pretty fucked up place back then. Um and so he didn't he didn't want to do that anymore. He just he really loved kids and so he wanted to be a pediatrician and so he eventually started going through all the proper channels and he was able to just get into get himself into the situation where he was able to open up a practice down here in South Florida. Well not here. I'm in Orlando right now, but over in Fort right. Lauderdale. And um he that's that's and that's what he's been doing. He loves kids. He he you know, he's really into just that. And so I think to and so, well, no, I know to commemorate that, the coming down here and the opening of his practice, but more importantly, just doing what was really in his heart, that's why he bought the Rolex. And it's it's a really cool watch. I remember uh, maybe like a year ago you sent me yeah. You sent me some some wrist shots. Yeah, it's got um, the, it's got the cyclops. The uh, the bracelet's all wonky because it's two tone, so that gold is getting uh, is getting a little warped. Um, it's kind of sad though. I told you about my dad's watch guy, right? Yeah. So was it was it like a parts thing or I mean well, so, complete replacement so after, or what? After my dad bought the watch. Uh, I don't know if this is just something that was drilled into his head or if it's something that the person in the uh, boutique explained to him, but my dad was very, very meticulous about getting that thing serviced beyond the recommended amount. I think like you would need to get every that. Every year. Uh, every year he would do it. Every year he'd have it serviced, and there was the same guy that serviced it every year. Clean it, all that stuff. Um, uh, the guy, you know, even kept the green sticker on the back of the thing, um, and like the thing was, the thing was awesome. And then one, that that guy was, that guy was old. I mean, this was the '80s. This was the '80s. That guy was old. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, sometime in the, I think, earlier mid 2000s, that guy just died because you know, this, you know, everyone dies. So Happens. He's, so he's yeah. dead now. And my dad didn't know, you know, what to do. Like, where do I take my watch? And so he tried taking it to one random guy. Who just he took the green sticker off and he just Ugh. did he just did not do a very good job. My dad got it and it just wasn't running, and so he uh, took it to another jeweler who's pretty famous down in our area. I don't want to say his name because I don't want them to come for me in the night. Uh, <laughs> but my dad, uh, you Michael, Michael, I, I think you know who I'm talking about. He uh, uh, took the took the watch there and they gave it back to him and it worked for a day and then it stopped working. 
And then he yeah. took it back again, and then he didn't have it for months. Like, his wrist was naked. At the time, I wasn't living at home, but I can only imagine how fucked up his morning routine was. You know what I mean? Because that was his watch. It's not like if the crystal on my Raketa Big Zero breaks, oh, I'll just wear my sumo. No, look, dude, that was it. That was his watch. Which is another thing that, that we kind of fantasize about is, you know, having having the one watch. I could never is... I could never do it. <sighs> it'd no. be like, it'd yeah. be it'd be like having the one testicle. Like I'm fairly certain I'd not like just the one testicle. Because the thing is that this this is the difference. This is the difference between a collector of watches and someone who purchased a watch to commemorate something. I can't just have one watch. Uh, that way, I'm not a collector anymore. I'm just a guy who has a watch, which is right. nothing wrong with. But if what's being a collector and really an appreciator is at the core of my being, I, I, I'm going to have more than one watch. That's just what it is, you know? But is could there possibly be a watch that brings you the same satisfaction that a collection does i don't know that's difficult because i think this is also another issue that we want uh, i would love to talk about more is uh value proposition because the second you say something like that my mind immediately goes well i'm sure if i paid four hundred thousand dollars for a watch you know that would <laughs> that would be the one watch forever but like no i don't i don't think so i don't think i could buy the fucking jackie chan richard meal and like have that be my one watch forever like i don't know it's it's really difficult to say because um i don't know i don't know if there's one watch that could do it um oh well just to, so just to wrap up the story with my dad's watch super big tangent sorry about that um the, the, they had it for you know longer than what was appropriate eventually he got it back and it was working again and that mm. was years ago and he has not taken to anybody since he had such a bad experience um, he, part of him, and I, I told you this, part of him is almost afraid that they gave him a fake watch back. Like, they kept his real watch, and they gave him a fake one back. Um, I don't know how true that is, because, I mean, the guy, the guy's had the watch longer than I've been alive, so I, I'm pretty sure he'd be able to tell if it was real or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he can always, he can always take it somewhere. I, I think we've, we've talked about this, too. Yeah. Which would, I, that would be a really shitty thing if that, if that happened to him. Right? Oh, um, man. But I guess, I guess it does happen. Um, I suppose. I, 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 it's never happened to me. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not swimming in Rolexes over here. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think, I think it just goes to show how special that relationship was he had with that one watchmaker. Cause my dad always knew he could trust yeah. that guy, you know? And then he took it to so that random guy and that guy took the green sticker off. And like, I always thought, you know, when you and I talked, that was like Rolex 101. Like you told me the older Rolexes have the green sticker. They're more you collectible if they have the green sticker. You don't touch that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know if it's a, uh... I don't know if they're more collectible, but it's just so cool when you see it. Sure. It just kind of just got this old crusty sticker in the back, and yeah, it, uh, you know, it's still on there, and it, it's aged, you know, just as much as the watch. Yeah. And um, I, I think they look really cool. It has like the old branding and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So it does hurt to, I don't know, if he's if he had it for that long, you know, like eighties and stuff. Like, I don't know, I I would be pissed to be honest. Hell yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, but um, but so, so now he's just now he's just sitting on it. He just, I mean, I don't, I, I, I recommended some places that he could take it to, 
But um, I don't know. I just don't think. I'm sure he feels weird about it. I'm sure know? he feels super weird. I, mean, I would feel super weird by getting screwed over two times with this watch that, you know. Well, here's the weird thing, actually. This is the, so, <laughs> so going again into the, and this is, I think is at the core of family watches, the difference between a collector and someone who bought a watch to commemorate something. I don't right. know if my dad has an emotional attachment to his watch. I know. You think so? I know he appreciates it and that it's part of his routine in the same way that my coffee maker is part of my routine or my, sure. or the car is part of a routine. But I don't necessarily know if my dad has an emotional connection to his watch in the same way that I have an emotional connection to the big zero. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think he thinks about it like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe one day. Um, you know, I, I know my... <laughs> it's funny. My my grandpa, he, he has a date chest. Okay. And I don't think he's ever had it serviced, actually. <laughs> <laughs> is it still running? Like, is it still wear? Or is it like the is, is it like the dress watch? It's, I mean, it's so no. He wears it every single day, and he's Holy worn shit. it every sing every single day for as long as I can remember. And I guess you know while while we're on the topic of of date just he um, you know it's it's the usual Rolex date just story. Mm-hmm. You know he works somewhere and for like twenty five years of service. You know day that he retires. They gave him a date, just uh, the gold watch, the gold uh, retirement watch. I, I don't think they got it. Well, they didn't get him that one. They got it was. It's a full stainless steel model. I think it's. It might have like a fluted uh, white gold bezel. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but I, I think I think it's the reference sixteen oh three, but I'm not too sure. Okay. And he, I, you know, kind of like you, for as long as I can remember, he had that watch and. Uh, when I was sort of old enough to know um, what a Rolex was and what Rolex meant. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a Cuban thing too, because yeah, like, I don't know. That generation was kind of Rolex crazy, you know? Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. Fidel wore like a, like a sub on each uh, wrist. And you know, that was like fucking, the communist, fucking, di- the communist dictator over watch. here, dude. Shit. <laughs> two, 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 uh, double wielding subs, man. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. So, so my grandpa made it to the States and he was able to get a Rolex at some point. Interesting. Um, so yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the last time, last time I spent, um, you know, had some lunch with him, he, I asked him, you know, you know, can I can I actually see it? It was the first time in my life that I was able to hold it. Wow. You know, because that was that was always like my grandpa's watch. Like you didn't touch that, <laughs> but you you'd hope that you would own it one day. Right. And it was just like beat to crap. And he's like, yeah, like it gains like a minute, like every once in a while. And he doesn't even keep like the date right. He's like, yeah, I never adjust <laughs> the date. You know, I, just I just guess. I just guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I I pick it up and I put it on every day and, and, and maybe he adjusts the time at some point. I, I, I don't know, but it's uh, kind of like the com- complete opposite of what your dad did. Yeah. This, this guy has never serviced his watch and it's, <laughs> it's kind of breaking my heart now. I think he's had it for like well over like maybe almost 30 years. But it's, um, it's, it's funny. So as, cause I would classify you and I as uh, uh, collectors, you, you're, you're a much more uh, prolific collector than I am. I'm, I, I don't know lots of things. I, no. I, I know some things, but we are collectors. 
We would yeah. never let that happen to a watch. But at the same no. time, it's very romantic to us to think about the guy who bought the GMT uh, uh, Master in the army and then wore it for 40 years. And it's all ba- like that guy in Antiques Roadshow. I mean, everyone's seen oh, that clip, God, I'm sure, dude. by now. But like, that is such like, that is so romantic of an idea to think about where it's like, man, that's why I collect watches. But that motherfucker didn't collect watches. He's just yeah. a dude who bought a watch. And when, when I when I can't saying? sleep when I can't sleep at night and I feel sad, I put that video on and it's I try. <laughs> it warms it warms your heart. What did they say at the end? Like you could have told me like fifteen hundred dollars and I would have been happy yeah. or something like that. Yeah, he's like I would have been over the moon. With oh like my! And what was I think? Uh, I think that, that guy told him it would it was a praise for like like over sixty thousand or something like that. Yeah, it was like an like a GM like the original GMT Master, I think, where like it didn't have a crown guard, and oh, box yeah. papers God, had so the cool. had the cost papers had the receipt that he fucking uh, 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 the handwritten receipt when he purchased yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? And so he bought two, he bought two watches. He bought he's like I bought this watch oh, for my yeah. dad, and I got the GMT for me, and it was like. I don't know what. What did he pay for the for the GMT? Like a hundred bucks. It was like a hundred bucks, and he said, bucks. At, "He said a hundred bucks." He said at the time that was like a full month's salary when he was in the army, and yep. so that is a that that's just like so idyllic to the watch collecting idea. Like 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 pers- like whole. I'm trying to think, but like the whole ethos. The guy who paid a little for something that ended up being something huge. But that guy didn't buy that something because it was going to be huge. He just bought something because that's just just what he did. I think at the time, someone in the army he was with recommended buying a watch, and it yeah. was just something he did as a keepsake. I think so, you know what I'm saying. But like he, he he said they told him like oh this is just like the best watch you could buy. He's like all right I'm going to do it. Yeah. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like a brand thing. Yeah, um, that, that's incredible. And, and so yeah, fucking it, here here I am. You know, scanning pole jots on eBay at four in the morning, trying to figure out what's the most what's the most original original pole jot I can find. Three one three three chronograph. You know what I mean? Like so, like my experience with watches isn't the same as that guy's or my dad's or your granddad's. You know? Yeah. But then, how does uh, that inform us now? Because, um, well, here I, I I cut you off. Did you have more? You wanted to say because I have a story about my granddad's watch. No, no, I th- I was actually going to ask you because like yeah, that's that's what my that's what my grand grandpa has. I I think you mentioned that you you also learned more more about your grandpa's watch. Yes. So I never met my I never met any of my grandparents. I never got my uh, well I met I think I met my ugh, I met one of them. I I no I met my dad's mom um, mm-hmm. when I was younger, and I and my mom said I met either. It was her dad. I met her dad, so my grandpa on her side when I was a baby. But I, I don't remember anyone except the, that one grandmother. And so my dad's dad, my uh, my granddad, um, I don't really know anything. About, I don't have any kind of touchstones with him. I don't have any kind of emotional connections with him. You know, sorry guys. Um, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't know. You know the person. And so uh, I was talking to my dad about you know. Just the same conversation, you know, why the hell did you buy a Rolex, you know what I mean? And then I asked him, like, uh, well, what did what watch did your dad have? And my dad's usually pretty private about his past and things like that. And he goes, oh, right. I don't know. It was just some It was just some watch. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, we just went back to eating. So 
But later, um, my mom's like, uh, my mom's like, oh well, you know, uh, when your granddad passed away, you know, uh, your dad was really, really upset, and he still never really recovered from it. Uh, at the hospital afterwards, they gave your dad a box with all of your granddad's stuff, and mm-hmm. um, your dad just took those and gave them to me and said, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not worried about these. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't want this stuff. And so my mom just didn't really know what to do with this, so she put, she just put it all into um, the safety deposit box that we have uh, by us where I grew up. And so she was saying. The times that she goes in there, she's seen uh, the watches, the two watches, um, and she's not sure. She has no idea what one is. I have a story about that, and she thinks the other one is either a Rado, which was very, very popular in the India subcontinent in the early part uh-huh. of the century. Um, they're still around now, um, and it could have also been uh, an older Omega which was pretty, pretty popular in the kind of Iran, Iraq, Persia area, uh, sort of, I believe, around the same time. You know what I'm saying? Have you, have you seen any photos by any chance? Of the watch? No. No. Yeah, okay. But my mom brought one of the watches home from the city's, depo- from the city's deposit box uh, hmm. when I was visiting um, with Becky for, like, lunch or, or something. And uh, <clears throat> she goes, um, she goes. Oh, here, here's one of the watches. I wasn't sure which one to grab, so I grabbed the oh. one that looked the most expensive. So here's where the story gets very, <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> so here's where it gets really weird. My mom didn't grab the Omega or the Rado, which would have been interesting. She grabbed the one watch that was gold, and so it okay. was a very, very small rectangle gold bracelet, gold cased, really soft edges. Uh, two-hander, just um, like a sunburst kind of champagne dial. I think the hands were black. <clears throat> it was it was a brand. It was quartz. It was a quartz watch. It was hmm. a brand I've never heard of. It was like a. It was like Pepe Le Pew. It was a French word. I know that much. So it's like it's a gold Pepe Le Pew <laughs> watch. And um, I'm looking at it, and I had been expecting this big emotional connection or this like bridge through time between me and my grandfather and like I didn't have it because I think it was a brand I just didn't recognize <laughs> right so oh, I what, what what I'm really confused about what I think about often you know when I look at my watches and when I think you know one day when uh when my office job finally kills me with colon cancer and my watches <laughs> go to my family who's currently now my fiance and my cats like <laughs> Like, how will those watches, or rather, will those watches help give them an impression of me? Because I think if I maybe had known my grandfather and remembered him, I would have seen that watch. And regardless of the brand or whatever the hell it was, maybe I would have had that emotional connection. Like, in the same way uh, that I imagine I I would have, you know, when I think about my dad's Rolex, because I grew up with that. I've, I've known that watch as long as my dad. You know, and so um, I could tell my mom felt kind of weird because, like, I didn't like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool watch. She's like, oh, you want to, you want to hold it? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess I hold it. And like, I held it, and I don't know. It, it was, didn't, it didn't blow you away in the way that you like probably it, thought it would. The thing is, I don't think I was expecting to blow me away. I just thought, I don't know. I was looking 
for the connection that I think people kind of imagine will happen when you buy a watch or when you own a watch that commemorates something. Like, I feel like I have a more emotional connection with that motherfucker on the Antiques Roadshow and his GMT Master. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. he's a fucking stranger to me. But I get that story. I connect with that story. And But even more than that, I connect with the brand. I know mm. the Rolex story. I know about these guys who did that. You know what I mean? So that begs the question, if my mom had handed me, like, a fucking 57 Big Crown, like, a, like, like, like an early sub... Would I have had an emotional connection with, 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 with my grandfather? I mean, obviously, I would have done a fucking backflip and ran and sold the watch. That's, that's just, you know, that's just how I feel. But, like, I don't know. Do, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, I, does, I the, sometimes, does the brand of the watch play into the connection of a family watch? You know what I'm saying? It might, it might for some people. I mean, really, my, my dad these days, he just wears, like, a Casio G-Shock. But that's and... that's awesome. That's a cool. <laughs> no, that's a cool watch. That's a that's that's a watch that like, you know, someone gets when they just want it to last. It's a no bullshit watch. It's a Casio G. It's not a Pepe Le Pew fucking gold watch. You know what I mean? Well, on my dad's on my dad's side of things, um, the reason that he wears that G Shock is pretty funny because when he was younger, kind of like his mid twenties, uh, he worked in construction, mm-hmm. but. Uh, kind of from the project side of things and um he was always really afraid of being the youngest guy uh in the room you know he had to dress up go to all these meetings and stuff okay and he was always kind of like um you know worried and like all these people dressed really nice and they had these like cool watches so one day he um i guess when he really started making some money he went out and he bought um a Piaget, uh, oh, I think that's how you say shit. it. Shit, yeah, dude, Piaget. And, and uh, at the time, you know, they've always marketed their their watches as like super thin. And he showed me a photo once, and it was like a Calatrava, like just dressy three hander. Nice. And he felt he felt great, you know, wearing it to meetings and stuff like that. It was expensive, whatever. But uh, my dad was also really hands on, so he used to. Um, install like windows and panels on skyscrapers like these huge high rises (laughs) and uh one day i guess he snagged it on uh either a hook or a cable and the the band broke and it it just fell it just fell down and he he was like and he was like 30 stories up and uh so from that day on he's he's worn these um actually i pulled I think I pulled the model up. It's not even like, it's not even the DW fifty six hundred that like everybody wears. It's, it's not like, the it's, it's, it's not the Frogman X fifty five. I don't I don't know I don't know any, any G Shocks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, G Shock fans. I just I, I don't know any of them. No, dude. He wears the one you can get at Target for like eighteen bucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and he'll wear it. He'll wear it till it actually disintegrates. You know, because he, he, you know, to this day he's. He owns his own business and, um, you know, he's still in manufacturing. He's like one of the last like American manufacturers, like, like dinosaurs these days. Yeah. And, um, like he works like on his feet every day with his hands, like with machinery and, uh, and this is, this is what he wears. And like, he comes home and I just think it looks, it looks really cool. And he, and he takes it off when he gets home, kind of like the same way your, your dad did. And he, um, (laughs) 
you know, he does this thing where he, um, right before bed, he takes his, his wedding ring off mm-hmm. and he, he would, he would put it on the strap of the G shock and kind cool. of put that, put that little combo on his nightstand. It's part of the ritual, just, man. Yeah. Go to bed. Um, so, but, I mean, it, it but, depends. It, it depends on, on, um, on how you sort of make that connection. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that the brand will always be important. I mean, I just based on what you said, it, it hit me pretty, pretty abruptly. I don't think it's necessarily about the family watch. I just think it's about, and I think you mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, an heirloom. It could be anything. It yeah. could be a napkin. It could be a comb. It could be a cuff link. It could be fucking a cigarette holder. If those are still fashionable, I have no idea. It's, it's, it's 1972. Um, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of old, old Bond movies. So, so it's the idea of an item, just not necessarily reminding you of the past, but just giving you an idea of that person's perspective. Because you're just talking about that watch. You're talking about. You know, your dad, you know, at working and then your dad on the job and then like the ritual coming home and all that stuff. Even though those were different watches, it gave you insight into his perspective. So I don't I I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily about the brand. I think the reason I didn't have that connection with that Pepe Le Pew gold watch that I was thinking I was going to have is because I just didn't know the man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's I think that's a good point. I think I think that's important to remember as collectors who have parents who might have nice watches mm-hmm. it's not about the brand it's it's really just about keeping things in your life that remind you of people you love people like the things that the, those people had the most you know what i mean like um like i i i, I don't know cuz i imagine i imagine there are some collectors out there who whose parents will have like you know, Brigades and Adama Brigades and, you know, Vachon Constantines. And the second those parents croak, they're selling that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Or they might not even know what it is. Or they might not even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. But they'll, you know, hopefully they'll still kind of cherish it as some kind of heirloom. But I think, I think yeah. that's interesting. You know what I mean? I don't think that, I don't think that happens much anymore. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think people, people find, uh, granddad's patek in the drawer <laughs> and uh you know I, people just directly go straight to google these days and figure out what it is and and that's that and or, that's why or, we hear, or hear less go, of those stories yeah or they go on yeah. antiques roadshow yeah you can do that too <laughs> you can but, do uh, that too man but i, I think, think i think your cats will enjoy your seikos you think you think they'll you think they'll like that i was gonna uh uh so we so in case people don't know, in case the, the the three listeners we have don't know, we um we finally got our Instagram up and running, and uh, yes. we're trying to stay active on it. And I mean, the Instagram community, the Instagram watch community, uh, has been fantastic. So every time I enter any type of social situation, whether it's you know real or or, or virtual slash digital, I always assume that everyone's just going to point me out as an interloper and laugh at me and then make me go home. Like I, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always convinced people are going to figure out I'm 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 not proper, and so I've been interacting a lot with the watch community through Instagram, and everyone's just been fantastic. No one's no one said hey loser go home or something like that. You know what I mean? Like everyone's been super super cool. 
And so uh, on the point of view with the cats, I want to start a hashtag. I want to start the Seiko cat hashtag and just take pictures of my Seikos specifically and the cat and the cats, the two girls. Have you... have you checked the Seiko Cat hashtag? Oh no, I didn't. I did. Okay. I did. So uh, I did post the first ever hashtag uh, watches gone wild when uh, I did the open case back shot of my Raketa Big Zero <laughs> as I was tightening the case screw. Well, I um, I, I'm checking the Seiko Cat hashtag now, and oh, the good. first thing first thing that pops up is a cat with one eye. Oh Jesus! Um, beautiful cat. Hey, I found. I also found a cat wearing a Seiko SKX 007. It's it's on on the paw or whatever cats have. They don't have wrists, do they? No, G- G- Jesus, Michael, they have paws. My, cats, cats have. Wow, cats have paws. Yeah, cats have paws, dude. We, we, yeah, we, there's here's a cat wearing a Seiko diver. That's pretty cool. So here's so here's what went through my mind when I started thinking about the Seiko cat hashtag. Um, for those who don't realize it by now, if you've listened to multiple episodes, I generally think the worst of everything. Not to, like, the detriment of other people, but really just to the detriment of my own world perspective. And so I, for some reason, assumed if I started a Seiko cat hashtag that there'd be people out there just, like, zip-tying watches to their cats and just like straight up just animal abuse and might be a bad thing. I don't yeah. want that. So uh, my question to you is is that Seiko SKX007 duct taped to that cat's face? It's not it's not duct taped to the cat's face. It's on the cat's paw. Does the cat it, seem like it's in duress? Does it look like, no, a, like a happy Seiko cat? Pretty relaxed. Looks like a happy Seiko cat and uh and it doesn't it doesn't look like a forced uh wrist shot it's it's not a it's not a wristy <laughs> either can we <laughs> can we start the hashtag forced wrist shot where you just accost people on the street and like make them wear your watch and just like forcibly take a shaky camera picture like a, like, a, like a shaky phone hashtag forced wrist shot yeah we we could have we could have done that this past weekend with the uh, the disney disney princesses that's right so so if, uh, uh, folks at home who don't know Michael and I we currently live close to each other but not like hey let's get a beer close we're about three or four hours apart and so this past weekend uh, uh, Michael and his wife were here and uh, we we live right next to Disney so we were we were in Disney and um, I was trying to work up the testicular fortitude to try and have Gaston try on my uh, sumo. So I could One do a, day, man. So I could do a One wrist day. shot, but uh, I, uh, I chickened out because I didn't want Gaston to hurt me with his muscles. We did, I, I don't think we saw him. Did we even see him? We saw him uh, during we didn't the, really uh, check the musical. The, we didn't really check the character schedule. Um, he, oh, okay. he meets in Magic Kingdom right next to Gaston's tavern, like near that fountain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry for dropping uh, Disney knowledge. Uh, my fiance and I are, are super into Disney, and so I'll do my best <laughs> to keep that out of this podcast. Unless y'all want to hear it, and I'll talk about hey, there's, What's up? There are some. There are some cool Disney shots on the Instagram. You know. Are there? Yeah. You you have the uh, the sumo loom with the the light the uh, light parade. Yeah, I, I did the sumo loom versus the uh, Electric Street Parade. That's a that's a shitty picture. I shouldn't have put that up. I thought it was pretty cool. Dude, like, no one liked it. Dude, no. Do you have any idea? I want to talk about my feelings, dude. I want to talk about my, my fucking feelings, Michael. Let's, you, let's go. Let's do you, go. <laughs> do you have any fucking idea 
how badly I need fake internet points. Apparently, I fucking need them like water, dude. Because I feel like if I don't get enough fake internet points, I'll die. Like, I just feel like I'll fucking, like, I'll die. And so let's, I'll... Let's check the one you just posted. Let's let's see how many likes. Um, I'm using my phone to record my voice right now, so that's... I, I don't want my phone to hear all the button clicking, so you... You, uh, I, I'm entrusting the Instagram with you. So, so I just want to say that also to the three guys or girls that are listening. Um, I'm basically on that Instagram all the time. So if you want to talk to us or if you want to tag us or if you want to interact with us, you'll probably have to wait about not even two seconds because I will be so fucking happy to talk to someone through Instagram <laughs> that it's going to be a blast. All right. Kaz is Kaz is getting no work done. I yeah, I it is it is a very critical time at the place where I work right now and I'm just I'm just I'm just not working very hard. I'm just on Instagram in the bathroom like the whole time. Like just like feet up on the stall, the lights are off and I'm just refreshing constantly refreshing uh that Instagram. And, and this isn't, you know, this is an abnormal behavior in this circle though. It's 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 perfectly. I mean, it happens. What you're experiencing okay. happens. It, it happens to me. You know, I was talking to some other people. You know, they they go through the same thing. Yeah. It's this fever, this feverish kind of obsession um, that we have with these com- contraptions. And Instagram <laughs> is such a direct and neat way to consume this content. And um, so I have a question. Do you think the guys who are fucking Instagramming from Monaco in their diamond-encrusted Bentleys with their Ublos, do you think those guys are fretting over their Instagram? The guys with, like, 400,000 followers who will, like, who will just glue 400 Richard meals together and attach them to a balloon and, like, let them go in the middle of the ocean? Are those motherfuckers fretting over their Instagram? I don't think they, I, I don't think they are. I think it's just me. It's and now on juggling Richard meals. <laughs> uh, we talk about that brand a lot on this show. I think okay, so okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that no no one listening to us owns a Richard meal. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't. You never know. Maybe you. Uh, maybe a Jackie Chan. If you're because you're the only person famous who I know that has a Richard meal off the top of my head. Uh, if you're listening, what's up? Um, and I'm really sorry if we've offended you for mentioning, well, are, are, okay, so here's the thing. Are we making fun of Richard Meal? I don't think so. I don't I think just, so. I think, I think, I think the, I think I'm we're exaggerating with the, some of the opulence you yeah. see in photographs of like Ublos and Richard Meals and, you know, things yeah. like that. I mean, certainly the construction is really cool. You know, the marketing I feel is minimal. Um, yeah, I've never seen I, like a Richard Meal ad. <laughs> yeah, I, they have a they have a boutique here in Miami, and um, you know it opened. I don't think it was that big of a deal when it happened. Mm-hmm. And um, when the last time we were at the shops together, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I noticed um, it was so funny. Just a dude walking out. He 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 bought one. He must have bought one. He had a Richard Meal like handbag with a box inside. Jesus. And, uh, I don't know if they come in boxes or if angels deliver them <laughs> to your door. Or, like angels deliver them to your front door with their sphincters. The safest place on planet Earth. An angel sphincter. It was so. Fun. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so funny. He was he was a dude in gym shorts with sandals and a tank top. God damn it. I hate Miami. I <laughs> yeah, hate dude. Miami so much, dude. I'm so happy I'm not there anymore. <laughs> But uh, and and he was there with his kid, and so maybe maybe one day, his kid will decide to do a podcast on family watches and talk about this uh, Richard meal that his dad had. Would a, <laughs> would, would a Richard meal count as a family as like a family watch? Like, will he have fond memories of his father at the barbecue rocking his Richard meal? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. You never do you know? know. I guess you never know. I, I, that, I guess that's the point of the first movement of this discussion is that it doesn't matter about the brand. It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters. Uh, uh, does that thing, you know, remind you of the, that person or give you some insight into that person. So yeah, it could totally be a reassured meal. It, it could, that, that does make sense. But I mean, uh, but yeah, so Instagram, uh, there are a lot of people, first of all, Michael, with like Daytona's and and like Ublos and Richard Meals on Instagram and like Space Pirates. I forgot who makes the Space Pirate. Um MBNF. MBNF, that's what like and like they're just like on Instagram and I'm like, dude, like what what is not your... just not just the Daytonas. They're not just Daytonas. They're people with the new Daytonas, the new ceramic bezel oh, Daytonas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, 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 not not like uh not like racing inspired Daytonas, you know what I mean? I have a funny um authorized dealer story about that watch um oh do tell <laughs> so we we love we love uh uh ad dealer stories here at two broke watch knobs uh later on at some point we're going to open it up channels to just have you share your stories with us but until then you're going to hear our stories and we have a lot of them so you tell so, me your ad daytona story i was so i was i was writing a you know a blog post for for uh one client and uh i needed to dig up some some msrp information and mm -hmm. with rolex it's um i don't know it's kind of sticky when you when you look for msrp online i don't know there isn't really, really like like oh. a solid um source uh so i called i called uh, an authorized dealer uh starts with n and ends in ers <laughs> i'll leave it at that <laughs> A, I have no idea what that store could be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I, I talked to the lady sure. there and um, whatever, I got the pricing I needed. And, uh, you know, just out of curiosity, I asked her about, you know, the wait list for that Daytona. And she's like, yeah, you know, we have a wait list now. It's like two years. Um, there's a wait list so, for that watch. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's a wait list oh, yeah. for that watch. Yeah, there's there's a wait list for the new Daytona that's it's coming on close to three years, but but I, I had heard of the wait list before. But after speaking with her, I found out that it's also technically not a wait list because what? the next thing I asked her, I said, well, you need to have purchase history with you guys, I'm sure. And she's like, yeah, you know, um, so whatever. And she mentions that that's not entirely entirely the whole story she's like we have clients that have bought you know i'd say between four and five pateks and like six Jeez. rolexes and uh you know they're still not at the top of our list so it's a list but it's not chronological okay you're, you're kind of in this pool of clients and they kind of just 
pick you out based on what it seems you're capable of purchasing. It's like the liver Um, donor list from hell. Yeah. So do you think, do you think, uh, your, your dad dealt with this, uh, you know, when he walked in and he bought his, uh, his date just no, Uh, (laughs) cause I can tell you he bought it from the same anonymous store. Uh, you're talking about (laughs) 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 super, super in trouble. Uh, no, he walked in and um, he walked out with it. He didn't have to deal with that. But I mean, is this like a new thing? Are are lots of watches doing doing weightless? I, I don't know, man. Well, the, the um, I think the last the last Rolex that was really really hard to get was um, the the newer ceramic GMTs. Okay. Um, and those, you know, <laughs> they're they're going through that phase now. Or these Daytonas, you know are going through the phase where the secondary market is just ridiculously priced and it's cheaper to get them at, you know, full retail price. What? Um, and it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that for three, maybe like four years. Ho- ho- um, hold on. I might, I might, I might be an idiot. So just let me understand. You were saying it's cheaper for me to walk into an AD and purchase a watch, purchase this specific watch, then as opposed to buying it secondhand. Oh yeah, well because now with the Daytona, I think I think the numbers are something crazy. Like for every Submariner, uh, or for like every five Submariners, they make like one of these Daytonas. And okay, the the volume that Rolex <laughs> produces annually is just ridiculous. But they're, they're they're super rare, and the second they come into a boutique, like they're they're gone. Um, because of that, people that do get their hands on it to sell on the secondary market, they're going to jack the price up like crazy because people are going to pay it. They're going to pay that price to have that watch right now. Um, I think oh, I was reading. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when this when this watch first came out, um, I think I was reading an article on Hodinkee uh, where, I don't know, like John Mayer's friend bought it or something, or like they knew somebody that purchased it. And like the second they walked out of like the dealer, like they put a photo up on Instagram and then like somebody texted him like, Oh, I'll give you th- uh, 30 grand for that watch right now. Jesus. You know, because people, people can't get it and they want it, you know? So. so it's the idea. It's not necessarily that you have the option of walking into a store and buying it uh, for less. It's the idea that you don't have the opportunity to buy it in the store, which is why you would pay more secondhand because you have a better chance of getting it secondhand. Yeah, well, instead of paying twelve thousand five hundred and waiting three years, you can pay nineteen thousand and post it on your Instagram right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you know, be that as it may, Rolex prices are getting super out of hand i think that's crazy yeah but uh speaking of uh, speaking of boutiques uh we're going to be going to a um oh yeah very to a little reception very here in very Miami important soon. You, you 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 tell the people uh, i don't want to ruin it so oh you'll you'll be fine i'll ruin Come it with on. my voice if you 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 tell the people <laughs> so uh pretty soon seiko is actually going to be opening their second uh, USA boutique here in Miami. And um, the two broke watch snobs will be there to kind of ruin it in some way. We I'm, I'm gonna sure. take I'm gonna take my shirt off and fight someone. I've decided. Oh, 
I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you about this part. I thought I thought you would like this. Let me just pull up the invitation. It's not just a reception. Does it say shirts optional? Because I'm telling Michael, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna drink about nine <laughs> nine PBRs and I'm gonna take my fucking shirt off and bite someone. Let's see. Let me. So okay, your presence is requested. Yada yada. It's a cocktail reception to celebrate the opening of the Seiko Miami boutique. Okay, cool. Um, so there will be. Get ready. Traditional Japanese whiskey tasting. What? Cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. So you're telling me I don't even have to buy my own beer to get drunk and fight someone? I could drink their booze, get drunk and fight someone? Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> so so we'll be uh we'll be uh, going to that and um yeah, yeah, we're going to we'll be um, taking pictures, talking to people. We're going to do a write-up, get it on the website soon. The website is, hopefully will be up and running um, around that time in some sort of iteration. Um, yeah, a lot of photos, a lot of Instagram activity. It's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I did not realize it was a whiskey tasting. I will wear my nice shoes. Um, <laughs> I will wear the nice shoe. I will wear. I I'll wear one. the one. I'll wear one nice shoe, and I'll have a. And I'll have my left foot be just fucking bare. You know what I mean? <laughs> should I wear my? Should, 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 should I wear my Converse? Should I show up like? An, should, should I show up like one of those assholes in like, like super nice suit and like, like nice pants, but then fucking like just blue like blue Converse? Should, should I be that son of a bitch? I'll totally do it, Michael. I mean, that dude bought a Richard meal on TikTok, so I, just... <laughs> I, I, I fucking, I can't, for, I can't forget that we're talking about Miami, where I could just show up in a fucking public bag, you know what I mean? And it'll be, yeah. it'll be okay, you know? Yep. What are you going to, what, what, what watch are you going to wear? We were talking about this. What watch are you going to wear? I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Well, I mean, you got the sumo, that's pretty cool. I could wear the sumo. Should I put it back on the bracelet, or should I? I right now, I have it on a, a navy gray uh, NATO, which I I, I absolutely adore. Um, mm. Should I put it back on the bracelet? I don't want them to judge me. What if they figure out I'm not real? What if they figure out I'm I, not I'm not proper? I, I think you'll you'll pass just fine with mm. the sumo on the bracelet if yeah. you ask me. All right. Yeah. But I think I think you'll be fine. I don't know. What are you thinking about doing? Because I don't. You you recently just purged. I did. Oh, your I watches. did. I don't know. I've I've been feeling fine with my Orient lately. Um, could, we talk about this. You could borrow one of mine, dude. It's cool. You can. Um, I'm wearing it right now. You can borrow my SNK on the ostrich leather, which I absolutely we'll fucking do, adore. We'll do it. Do a little little wristy uh, swap. A little wristy. <laughs> is that is that what the kids are doing now? The wristy swaps over on the old oh. Ben. The hell was that? I just I just broke something. Oh no! What did you break? No, I didn't break it. It didn't break. But but the show must go on. <laughs> the show, that's how much we care about you people, despite the fact that Michael breaks whatever sort of medical tube or insulin tube that definitely sounded like to me. Uh, the show must fucking go on, and we're going to talk about my Seiko SNK. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my my feet are all cut up uh, with glass now. Jesus. Are you fucking... Just bleeding everywhere. Uh, the show the show must go on are you in need of medical attention i'm okay i'm just feeling a little dizzy <laughs> should i amazon prime a seiko to you will that help your medical condition right now maybe uh maybe one of those alpinists i am um, we were talking about that uh, uh earlier definitely an interesting watch 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I might have to try it, man. I, I might have to hold that one in person. The Winn-Dixie uh, by the house does not have that Seiko in stock. Yeah, yeah hold on. I, you can't I just wish... say that. That's fucking bizarre. You have to explain <laughs> to people what that sentence means because that, that sentence doesn't – out of context, that sentence is meaningless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, okay, I, I – you know – out of the handful of listeners that we do have, it would be great if you guys could write in and let us know if you've experienced something similar. But there is a Win Dixie kind of five minutes from the house. Uh, the wife and I, we, uh, we went out to buy some wine and Oreos to celebrate something awesome. And uh, I noticed there was a, like like tiny little like jewelers set up uh, in the corner right after you pay for your groceries. And yeah, there were necklaces and rings and all that stuff, but there were watches as well. And I was like, oh, let's see what garbage they have in here. Just <laughs> full-fledged Seiko dealer with pros- with Prospex <laughs> models that I've That's never bizarre. seen before. Solar models that I've never seen before. Like one of the baby tunas that I've been like dying to try on. I might go tomorrow. But yeah, Winn-Dixie sells Seiko. So you're telling me if- you, could buy, you could buy canned tuna, adult diapers... And a fucking Seiko Prospects Turtle SRP seven seven seven. You you can buy you can buy a can of tuna and a Seiko tuna can. can. I totally I totally missed that opportunity. You can buy an actual can of tuna and a fucking Seiko tuna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, either way that that's gonna be a fun uh, fun reception, and we'll get some cool stuff yeah. together for the listeners and uh, Seiko Boutique yeah, I think, Miami. I think it might be. Um, Maybe a good good point to, to close out. What do you think? I think we bothered the nice people enough, huh? Yeah. yeah until <laughs> next time. We'll, 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 <laughs> you guys have one week. Prepare yourselves. You guys have yeah, <laughs> one more week to get ready for the next, next episode. I mean, God knows what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Until, uh, until next time, I'm Mike. And this is Kaz. Is that it? Hello? Hello? Well, I don't know what happened. Uh... <laughs> oh no! I, I I lost Kaz. I think he's gone. Oh, there it goes.